This week, we have a special disclaimer about One Bad Mother. Today's show is on Santa Claus. We repeat, it's on Santa Claus. If there was ever a show to not listen to you with your kids, this would be it. This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, ho, 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 who wouldn't go? There with their kids about Santa. Plus, Biz listens to the little voice inside her head. Teresa is running a home care clinic. And we talked to Candace Wall of the blog Our Misconception about infertility, surrogates, and adoption. Woo! <laughs> Clearly, it's a holiday show. Teresa, how are you? I have been better. Um, <laughs> you are in. You're in a. You're in like a. a this period. is a you're having, zone. You're it's a not run. even a. It's not a rut. No, it's, it's not like a, a rut. I had to stop. From yeah, saying. It's, it's a. It's a something. It's, it's a season. Yeah, it's you're a season. in a season. I don't of like despair. cold and flu season. Yeah, our <laughs> pediatrician was like, "Yeah, your kids. I don't know. Maybe they're just getting it all. Like he's like, find out what your if your maybe if your husband was sick like this as a kid, it'll explain some of this. Like, stop feeding him that processed cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, what if he said that? I would I would like flip out. I'd be like, I stopped. I stopped like a year ago. Um it's too late. Uh it's already in them. No, yep. I just they yeah, they just get sick a lot this time of year. I just it's just a hard time of year. It's totally different. Like the summer everybody's fine and then it's like winter everybody's sick. Yeah. It's just like a weird thing. And it's weird too cuz in LA the weather isn't that different. It's just all of a sudden we're sick all the time. Yeah. But anyways, um so Oscar was recovering from surgery and he wasn't really he he just wasn't feeling that good. He was like up in the middle of the night and like it was a few days after the surgery, but he was just like miserable. Yeah. And like basically I figured out this one day I'm sitting there and I'm like, he might have an ear infection mm. because uh, he's on these he's on like Tylenol Motrin around the clock right. because of the surgery recovery. So those are fever reducers. So I didn't really Think. have a way of noticing that he had a fever. He felt right. like a little warm. But then I'm like, well, wait, why does he feel a little warm if he's like on Tylenol right. and Motrin every three hours? And so but basically, like, I noticed like a tiny bit of wax on one of his ears and like took him to the doctor yeah. that day and yes he had an ear infection you know he gets on antibiotics within 24 hours he's feeling way better right um, thank god for antibiotics good for you thank you I mean because like in the middle of sur- like post-surgery stuff yeah. it's really easy to be like well he's it's probably just yeah. surgery he's uncomfortable yeah. And, yeah 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 good so mom I, instinct I did yeah I felt felt good about that uh, but it was still was so hard yeah and, it's not fun yeah and so then he starts feeling better and meanwhile my dog is like got this weird squinty eye thing going on that like we'd taken her to the vet and like had her on antibiotics and it wasn't working <laughs> and so tried another antibiotic so then like all of a sudden her eyes like I won't even describe it it's Please. so gross yeah. it's so gross and no, so we actually got a f- referred emergency style Ooh. like go right now to the pet ophthalmologist which I did Who not didn't know, even existed. know existed yeah, but they totally a real thing yeah um, and so now my poor little Coco is on she's on <laughs> she's on four types of medications plus a painkiller oh my god three of them I have to administer th- 
four times a day, evenly spaced apart. And with it, with each of the three, you have to wait 10 minutes in between each one. I mean, you, it's all I'm doing all day. It is all quite I literally like, to dear Teresa, yeah. please shut your life down yeah. for a little while yeah. because you're about to be asked to do something ridiculously Impossible. It was so it's so confusing and weird. <laughs> and, and then Oscar has the antibiotics twice a day too. So they're all refrigerated and all the medicines are near each have other. Have you switched them up yet? Is that going to be today's I, fail? I hope because because we, we had to give uh, onion antibiotics once the yeah. same time we were doing it with yeah. Katie Bell and it was like so it's there were a couple really of confusing. times. It was like they're both droppers. Yeah. They're both and I was like, "Oh, yeah." Well, and because Coco gets so many more medications yeah. per day, I actually forgot Oscar's antibiotics one night and had to wake him up and give it to him because I'm so focused on getting everything to Coco. So anyways, and it was funny too because as the the vet was like describing, so this is what we're going to do and that, you know, you have to do this, this and this. And they're like, and I I was just kind of staring at them, like taking it all in like, is this for real? Like I have to do all of this stuff? Like I'm so confused. Yeah. And they're like, I mean, yeah, it's... Unless you want to be a jerk. Well, no, they were like, they were like, I mean, we're trying to avoid surgery. And like, I'm not going to lie, a small part of me was like, wouldn't surgery though be like way easier than this? Like, <laughs> realistically, yeah, like exactly. Um, but actually, I'm totally in the hang of it now. Oh. So now it's just like we are adaptable. It is crazy. Like it's <laughs> like it's just, there's this part of my brain now that is like always aware of what like which drops I need to give oh to Coco. Oh my god, that so, is a nightmare. Anyways, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. That, in our that house is right like now. quite literally it's, a tiring day. It is all yeah. the time. Yes. How are you? I'm all right. We uh, it's getting Christmassy all up in the house right now, which is exciting. Oh yeah, uh, Kay Bell that. has been working on her gifts mm-hmm. for others. Oh nice. She's making people notebooks. Cute. Uh, and Ellis saw the Grinch for the first time and has been walking around for two days making roast beast. Ellis make Aww. a roast beast. And I'm like, well, you're fucking adorable. Adorable. Uh, but the whole thing's gotten Stefan very much into this reflective mode where he's like. You know, it just feels like we've entered this new phase where we're no longer building a family. We've we've built it. Now mm. we're like, you know, the, the building steps are done. Mm. Now we're like in the family, right? Mm. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing for the inside of your head to be telling you because the inside of my head recently, I, for whatever reason, has been like, we should have more babies. Mm. I want more babies. I, that would be great to have like three or five kids. Wow. And then... This other voice steps in, uh-huh. and that voice says, You think you're 36, but you're 42. <laughs> you think you're 36, but you're 42. Hey. Yeah. Th- and so, like, whenever I see a baby, I'm like, oh, we could totally have one. You think you're 36, but you're 42. <laughs> no. No. You know. Are you sure you're 42? All right. I'm 42 in six months. Okay. Not, not six months. Six weeks. Yeah. Less than six weeks. I am 42. Though I, I feel sometimes my attitude... Mm-hmm. Uh, could pull off 36 again. Yeah. Uh, I am, in fact, uh, going to be 42 in, like, January. But you could still totally have another baby. Uh, it could totally I, it's not even It's not even the physical uh-huh. mechanisms that went into having I could physically have another baby. I am so Oh, the so energy. Tired okay, you know emotional. what's funny about I that? I have my 42-year-old level yeah. of energy okay. ready to, like— 
be doing something else. Yeah, okay. Despite the, like, hormonal drive okay. to keep adding to my Yeah, herd. the hormonal drive cannot be yeah. underestimated. No. That will just be there. Oh, forever. It, it will just do it no yeah. matter what. No matter what. Even yeah. if it makes no fucking sense I'm at just, all. I'm just glad this other voice has finally popped up. And it, that, it sounds like that other voice is like doing a little dance. It is. Wow, that other voice is having like a good time. You look quite you, you think you're 36, but you're 42. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's just like all the time. All the time. <laughs> Stefan now makes me sing that all around the house. <laughs> <laughs> I want a baby. You think you're 36. Uh, anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Speaking of the holiday season uh, and being honest with yourself, <laughs> we are going to tackle... The subject of Santa Claus today. So again, I would like to say, if you are listening with your kids... Put your headphones on. Put your headphones on if you don't want to have to deal with explaining what we're about to talk about. And with that said, ho, ho, ho. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. It's the big lie. Yeah. To lie or not to lie is a big, big thing. And there's a lot of pressure in the, well, if you don't want to tell your kid, you still need to keep it up. Right. Sort of like like vaccines, like it's a herd mentality. Like, I know you don't want to give your kid a vaccine, but you got to tell your kid about Santa so that all the other kids, you know, can keep this going. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to start off by just saying this real quickly, and then I really want to turn it over to you because... I have a feeling mm-hmm. this is another one of those episodes where Teresa and I are not the same people. <laughs> um, I don't even like saying the to lie or not to lie because mm-hmm. I don't necessarily see this as a lie. Oh, you don't? Isn't you that don't. right now? Okay. <laughs> you don't see it as a lie. Camp okay. divided. Okay. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I see it as a beautiful moment mm. within childhood mm. while you may maintain... Uh, illusions of fantasy, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, people believe in, like, you know, wizards and ghosts and, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's their fantasy world. Why not have a little Santa magic? Mm. So, that said, yeah. I'm going to set you up with that. Thank you. Set, you're welcome. That's a great setup. Doesn't sound like there might not be some contention <laughs> set up for this discussion. Well, how is Team Teresa on the topic of Santa Claus? I'm all fucked up about it. <laughs> Um, I just so, relax, Teresa. I know. So <laughs> basically, I Simon is okay. My kids are four and two. Yeah. Um, and Simon this year, you know, we we've see, we saw Santa last year. We saw him again uh, this year. We went yesterday. Okay. Um, and you know, Simon is just he's. He's four, so he's, like, able to really talk about Santa now and really ask questions about Santa now and how does this all work and really try to understand it. Right. And um, and I find myself just feeling like um, – I feel like I'm lying to him, like, over and over again, like, repeatedly lying to him. And the weirdest part is, like, um, so he'll he'll be asking about Santa and he'll ask some questions about, you know, well – 
you know, how does he how does he give all, how does he carry all the presents for everyone? How does he get everywhere during one night? You know, and I'll say, magic. well, it's magic. Yeah, you know, magic. It's, Boom. It's it's his magic, and it's it's really easy to give that answer yeah. for everything. But what's weird is that. Um, Simon has talked to me about magic a lot in oh, the past. Oh, that's right. That's right. And I never, I never say that magic is real. I always say, well, there's magic tricks. Like he'll say, like, are magicians real? And I say, yeah, magicians are totally real. It's like an amazing skill. They have mm-hmm. this amazing ability to make things appear, right. you know, that they're doing some, something one way when really they're doing something another way. So it's it's all, it's the way that it looks. But, you know, there's no such thing as like real magic, basically. I've said that to him. <laughs> I have said that to okay. him. Because that's what I believe. And so for me, that's telling him the truth about the okay. world. Um, and so, but then here we are talking about Santa and um, that just doesn't jive with other stuff that we've talked about in the past. And, like, he's not quite at the point of, like, calling me out on that. Right. But I can feel myself... Calling yourself out. Yeah, calling myself okay. out on it and feeling conflicted. And, like, and then, like, um, and then, like, for example, yesterday, you know, we, we saw Santa and, you know, the inevitable... It went really well. Santa was really sweet. You know, Oscar hated it. Simon told him what he wanted. It was very right. nice. Um, but then, you know, afterwards, the inevitable, you know, how does... Why is Santa here? Doesn't he have to be? At the, how does he get here from the North Pole? Yeah. He's supposed to be preparing. You know the the multiple Santas thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I always my my mom always told me. Well, Santa has a lot of helpers. Yeah. Um. And so you know sometimes it's real Santa. Other times it's a Santa's helper. And you there's none of us can really tell the difference because Santa's helpers are so amazing right. and magical at what they do helping Santa. That, right. You know. And that's what I told him. But I was just like, the deeper into this I get, (laughs) I start thinking about, like, down the road, ultimately, like, him finding out or me having to, like, have this conversation with him. And, like, what I, what I, okay, for one thing, I don't like... I don't like the feeling that I have right now, which is that I'm lying to him. Okay. And for another thing, um, like, okay, can I tell a really quick story about my little brother? Sure. So my little brother, you know, we kept the whole thing going in my house for a while because my brother is 12 years younger than me. Oh, that's right. So, um, and then... You know, by the time, you know, I I don't remember when I found out, but I I was one of those easy kids about it where, like, my mom basically said, well, the spirit of Santa is real. Right. The actual presents are, yes, they are from mom and dad. When we finally asked, like, yeah. yes, the presents are from mom and dad, but the spirit of Santa is real. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, fine with that at that okay. point. I was like, okay, cool. But my brother, like, at a certain point, he, like, went to my mom, like, somebody at school had told him. And yeah. he went to my mom, like, with all, like earnest sincerity like just totally serious and said like I'm gonna ask you something and I really want you to tell me like I need you to tell me the truth okay are you and dad Santa like he just said it and he he needed to know and it was written my mom was like at that point I had to just tell him like yes we are and he and she said he just like crumbled like he broke he was so sad and hurt and so like I'm thinking about that scenario and I'm thinking about, I'm just, all of this stuff is really mixed up with 
the part of me that has obviously already gone with it. Right. There's some part of me that thinks this is the right thing to do because I did enjoy the whole thing as a kid. And, and, and I don't. You didn't have a problem. I don't. And I didn't out. really. Ha- I don't remember really having yeah. a problem. But I and I and I also I just I feel like I don't know any other way. Do you know right. what I mean? Like yeah. this is just how I was raised, and it just seems like the thing to do. And I don't know what else I would do. But I just don't like it. Yeah, okay, so this is going to be, I just realized this conversation is going somewhere totally different, and okay. that is because I, th- this, is a, this is a show about what Teresa's wrestling with right now, because I don't, I don't have this wrestle. Yeah, yeah, but like, I want to know. Yeah, like, I mean, like, we, yeah. you know, we're way into the Santa, I mean, we're not way into the Santa thing. Uh-huh. I don't want it to be like, there. I mean, I, I, some people get, like, crazy into the Santa path, you uh-huh. know what I mean? But, like, we, we've... We're like, yeah, Santa, Santa Claus is coming to town. Sees you when you're sleeping. We do the whole thing. We've been reading books early on, yeah. so we let the books tell the story a little yeah. bit more as opposed to us. But like Katie Bell this year, she's six, and she asked the first questions of like, well, should we have a fire in the fireplace when Santa's coming? And we're like, yeah, you know, hey, the fire's not going to be going by the time Santa comes because Santa yeah. doesn't come until everybody's as- everybody's asleep. I mean, let's get real. Yeah. One of the benefits of Santa Claus yeah. is finding out what your kid wants, getting your kid to go to bed on yeah. time on Christmas, even though every kid's oh, like, do you I'm going to Santa stay to up. find out what your kid wants? Sometimes. You have your kids just like <laughs> repeatedly telling you what they well, want like, 20,000 oh times God. a day. Katie Bell wrote a letter to Santa. Like I made her do the Santa thing because I, cause, like, for us, sometimes the hard th- harder thing to keep up with are the things that you need to do. Like, oh, they should write a letter to Santa. She might oh. figure out that we never asked her to do that, right? Mm-hmm. But we've never taken her to a mall to see Santa. We've mm-hmm. never taken her to see Santa because I actually find that harder, mm-hmm. even though we've done the whole hey, magical helpers that's mm-hmm. who that is i'm just so scared we're gonna get a shitty santa i'm so mm-hmm. scared we're gonna get the guy who looks like he's in a costume mm-hmm. you know like i'm mm-hmm. real worried it's like stepping in a santa suit mm-hmm. you know what i mean you're like that is so not santa like mm-hmm. right but we're very pro magic she said you know she's brought up this some kids in school say there's no santa and we always go with the like well what do you think mm-hmm. you know you know again i've told the story on the show a million times of the you know first grade coming home and being like little so and so told me that there was no santa claus and she said and mama being like you know, isn't little so-and-so the one who failed first grade and is back oh in first God. grade again? And I was like, yes. And she goes, well, who are you going to believe, your mother or little so-and-so? Mama, right? <laughs> um, in our house, we never, I don't have any memory of having the conversation. Mm. I just remember, like, kind of in the back of my mind, probably around seven, mm-hmm. eight, knowing this wasn't. Mm-hmm. This wasn't, this was kind of a thing. Yeah. This is maybe a little make-believe happening. Yeah. And, but I never said anything. Yeah. Like, we just never spoke about it. Uh-huh. And as old as we you got. kept it going. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, no one said, yeah. I mean, there yeah. eventually came a point where no one said Santa's coming. Right, right. But half the presents didn't have a from. Right. yeah. You know what I mean? They were just the unlabeled, you know, like, it just was like. Oh, yeah, we st- we've always written, like, some presents from say Santa. they're from Santa. We've yeah. always done that. So, yeah. you know, uh, I keep up our tradition where there's nothing written on them. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like to Katie Bell. You know, that kind of thing. Things just slowly slipped away from mm-hmm. our house. But no one was like, there was never a big discussion about it. I mean, Stefan's a little more practical. I mean, Stefan probably, if he was here, he might be having sort of a similar situation as you, uh-huh. you know. But uh, he married me, so too bad. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's a lot of like... Why not? I mean, I'm just such a, I'm such a, like, this isn't, I don't see it as hurting them. And if I, if I had children who I thought mm-hmm. it might harm, mm-hmm. then I would try and take my time to figure out a way to, uh, 
to deal with that with them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, this is another one of those uh, topics, Santa, that I think is, A, so about your family and what you want to do. Yeah. Right? And... But it affects others. Okay, so yeah, so here's the thing. What that's just it is that, like, even once your kid, like, what's weirder? Right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's the weirder thing? Maintaining a lie, like lying Mm -hmm. to your kid, trying to explain Santa, or having to tell your kid at the beginning, there is no Santa, but a lot of people believe in it. So you're going to have to kind of keep your mouth shut about it, right? Like, you got to just play. Because, I mean, you know, it can get very easy to get wrapped up in the Santa Claus discussion Uh and begin to think that you are the, uh, that Santa is the only thing. I know. And that there aren't millions of people who don't fucking do Santa. I mean, yeah. (laughs) For religious reasons or for whatever, Yeah, that's true. But I was also thinking, like, I was thinking to myself, well, if I was to go a different way with my kids, like... There's also like the Easter Bunny, and well, the there's Easter Bunny, the Tooth, tooth Fairy, fairy. Yeah, yeah. and there's well, once you say there's no Santa, I know there's you, a you're lot committing of committing to a lot of things. things, and I don't know if it's like robbing them of fun that they could otherwise have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, that's why I think it's got to be a balance of fun. Like we never, we we never threaten Katie Bella Santa. First off, oh well, yeah. So, I mean, but, but I mean, like yeah. I feel like no, that's, that's that's what it used to be, right? Well, yeah. Like the songs, and yeah. like, you better not. I mean, I mean yeah. I'll let her take whatever inferences she's got. Like uh-huh. I'll let her infer what she wants from the songs. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> she wants to have problems sleeping at night because of the okay. beloved childhood songs about Christmas. <laughs> That's fine. But we're not going to do it. Yeah. Right? Like, we try yeah. and keep it fun. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, and maybe it's a youngest sibling thing. Like, yeah. with the oldest, you can kind of, like, let them in and be like, okay, we, this is a thing. Uh-huh. It's not real, but we want to do it for your brother. And oh, make it and special. Make it fun. And, like, yeah. they take, and then when you're the last kid, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. This is incredibly crushing disappointment. Yeah. Right? Betrayal. Betrayal. But like, I, I, again, I'd never experienced betrayal with the Santa thing. To me, it just was yeah. always fun. And, uh, uh, you know, Spirit of Santa is, know, is, really, of is really fun. So again, one of the things we want to explore is what is weirder, right? Like the lie of Santa or the not lie of Santa, mm-hmm. but your kid has to then go forth, go forth lying, lying <laughs> to possibly to other people, or or maybe in our very narrow world of Santa Claus, this yeah. is not that big of an issue. Yeah, <laughs> We're putting too much pressure on ourselves. True. So today we are going to uh, help us answer that question by calling the lovely Marnie Zalbin, who many of you know already from our Christmas show two years ago and from the One Bad Mother private page. Uh, and she is also Jewish, guys. Hello, Woo! Marnie. Um, Hello. So, you know, tell us about Jewish Santa. I'm just kidding. Oh, I would be happy to tell you about Jewish <laughs> Okay, so in all... Okay, for real, here's my question, okay? Is there... My first question for you is this. Uh, you, and maybe you didn't, but I assume you did, that you had Penny, who's your first child, and you were like, yeah, we're clearly not doing Santa because we're Jewish. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, no big whoop. It's not a big decision. It's what we're doing. But is there more pressure to know going into it that your kids have to deal with the insanity that is Santa everywhere and that they don't get to do Santa? Like, is there more pressure, like, before you even have the discussion, knowing that, like, in this world that we live in today, that that's a thing? 
Oh, yeah. So I did with Penny, or we did with Penny, um, what my parents did with me, which is there is a Santa. He is real. He does not come to our house because we do not celebrate Christmas. Right? So okay. he goes to oh. friends' houses. He brings them presents. If you see him on the street, he will give you a candy cane. <laughs> and that's fine. Um, she knew who he was, whatever. Um, she probably learned a little bit earlier than everybody else that he is not real. But she figured that out on her own. Um, And we absolutely told her, listen, don't mess this up for anybody else. She's uh, So she's in first grade now. She's going to turn six this week. Um, I'm sure that there are still kids in her class who believe. And Yeah, what do you um, think the window is for kids? Because we kind of touched on this earlier. It's like definitely one to two is not a big deal. That's more about you. Like zero to two, talking about Santa. It's just like Mm -hmm. reading books. That's like the window to make your decision, I guess, if you're going to do it. But then the time where kids are, like, actively, like, Santa is real seems three, like— Three, four. Three, four, yeah. five. I mean, Katie yeah. Bell's six, yeah. and she's still in it to win it with a tiny bit of suspicion, but she's not going to mess with the guy bringing her presents, right? But, like, first— Well, that's part of the thing is that I wanted to keep her believing as long as I could because I wanted to believe in the tooth fairy. Right. Like, that's mm-hmm. where I'm going. So if magic isn't real and the Santa isn't real, why in the world would you believe in the tooth fairy? She hasn't lost a tooth yet. I've got, like— <laughs> Wow. Huge plans about this. <laughs> <laughs> what well, do you feel? She, she doesn't believe in the tooth fairy by the time she loses her first tooth. I'm screwed. Yeah. Do you feel? <laughs> Mama, cough up the money. <laughs> cough up the money. <laughs> well, that's when you can be like, there are tooth fairies in the Jewish faith. <laughs> <laughs> there you, you, can, go. you can spend it however you want. Do you have any, like, guilt about, I mean, do you see any of this as a lie or do you see this as fantasy fun? All right. Well, let me tell you. So, you mentioned about um, the Facebook group. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Just gonna, so I am an admin on the Facebook group. Thank God. With three other... Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Thank by the way, so Marnie. <laughs> oh, no. Stop. So, um, so uh, it's myself and three other amazing, wonderful... Yeah, absolutely. People, talented ladies. Yes. This Santa thing turned into... Such a thing. Yeah, oh, it has. It really has. With your lying and how do you possibly lie to your kids, but this is what we believe, and it, it became really divisive. So let me first say, do what you want to do, right? <laughs> so you tell your kids, if you want to believe whatever you want and celebrate however you want. I, I cannot stress that more strongly. Right. I have no problem with magic with holding on to the wonder of being a child as long as possible. And that's why I want my kids. So my son, my second kid, almost 18 months, just starting to talk. One of his very few words is Santa, because he's everywhere. (laughs) He can recognize Santa. Yeah. He loves Santa. Santa, Santa, Santa. Um, Anybody wearing a red hat is Santa. (laughs) And it's adorable. And why would I, so for me, why would I squash that and... I can't, in my little world, imagine saying no to that. It's such a cool thing that someone, (laughs) out of the goodness of their saintly heart, is bringing presents to everybody in the world. That's amazing. (laughs) 
It's sort of like... It's not real. Oh, yeah. So just so you know, because you haven't been at the earlier part of this discussion, I am team fantasy. Uh, Teresa is having a real issue because she feels she is flat out lying. And I think about... But maybe we should revisit the discussion of lying one day on the show because I know we've talked about lying before to our kids and Santa was involved in that discussion. But like, I mean, I... There are all sorts of little lies. It's it's seven. It's late, Katie Bell. It's eight o'clock. It's past your bedtime. It's time to go to bed, and it's like seven. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. and like I do little things like that all the time. But I, I understand that that's like probably less crushing than say a whole universe that you're creating. Yeah, I think it might also be like the personality of my child, where right. like I just oh, I feel I feel like. If and when he figures out, like, the truth, I feel that he will be, like, very angry and upset. Well, do like, you think? So here's— So the, I feel—that's why—I think that's why I don't like it. Because I think that he's—I don't think he's going to be, like, how I was as a kid. Like, just, roll oh, yeah, him. this makes sense. Cool. I like the spirit of Santa Claus angry, idea. We'll go with that. Like, I feel like he's going to— Angry fe- and upset with you or yeah. with the world in general? With me. With you. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, so Marnie, what when you when Penny came to you and was like, and Jesse, I should say, I mean, it's not all me. Like angry at his parents for lying yeah. to him. That's what I. That's sure. what I. Do you think. when Penny came to you and was like, how did she let you know she wasn't buying it anymore? We passed some Santa on the street. I don't remember if it was a guy or a picture or whatever, and she just kind of looked at me and said, I. Parents, right? Parents put their so I don't know if they had yeah. in school or yeah. how it had come up, but it was very like I'm going to throw this by you and see what you say. And I have still never told her one way or the other. See, now that's again, that's about your kid. And I'm like looking at Teresa, and I'm like wondering. There are so I feel like a lot of the kids' responses when they decide to stop believing in Santa mm-hmm. are usually like. Hey, I've got this. I know you still believe in it, Mom, yeah. but like I got it, and I'm just yeah. like I'm just letting you know yeah. I'm cool. I'm yeah. cool. Nudge, nudge. Right? I think As a lot of kids to, are like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's maybe it's just as simple as like like making the plan not in the middle of Christmas, like mm-hmm. halfway. Th- I feel like if I had uh, like a Simon who really. If I had those concerns, mm-hmm. it would be like, how do I start pulling this Band-Aid off in a way that's mm-hmm. productive? Yeah, like in June. Yeah, like in June. I mean, like, so if you start making that plan, you're like, hey, Christmas is coming. We're going to have a little talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we have a little powwow. Yeah. We'll do something fun for your brother. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. It's it's, But there are lots of people who just flat out say right at the beginning to their kids, because they're not, they don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Uh, uh, that there's no Santa. Well, there are also people who do celebrate Christmas and don't do Santa. That's that's what I'm curious about. Um, like, there's plenty of people who do Christmas and just Santa is not like Santa is like one of the like images or ideas of Christmas. But like, they don't they don't have a thing where there's this idea that Santa is going to come and bring presents. Like, they give presents from each other at Christmas time and they hang stockings right. and they fill them with presents. And they, you know what I mean? Like, this feels like one of those things that feels like it's much bigger yeah. than it is. I know. Because it's such a, like, every year there's a new group of first graders going into first right. grade and half right. of them say there's no Santa and the yeah. other half says there are. And then yeah. everybody kind of stopped dealing with it by second grade. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This pressure that if you're not celebrating it, yeah. something's crazy. I mean, for generations, the house next door to you isn't doing Santa. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. And the house next, you know, and they're still Christian and they're still celebrating Christmas. And the house on the other side is Jewish, no Santa. Mm-hmm. And you've got a giant inflatable Santa in your front yard. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, ho, ho, ho. And like, yeah. literally, your husband's climbing down the chimney dressed as Santa Claus, right? <laughs> uh, and everybody still is able to celebrate their Christmas. I wonder if that's it. Marnie, what do you think? Have we, are, we, are we making a big deal about this? Um, I don't think it's wrong to make a big deal out of it. I think people <laughs> do things differently, and I think maybe that's the bigger discussion to have, is whatever you tell your kid, you also tell your kid other people do things in a different way. Yeah, mm. I like that. I like that, That's got to be part of it, that, yeah, 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 regardless. Yeah. That's got to be part of it. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. you can always use Santa. Actually, you could use Santa as a great gateway into talking about people's differences in general, like mm-hmm. when it comes to what they worship, where they live, what their customs are, where they're from. It actually is a great way to be like, this is what we do in our house, and this is what other people do, and we can all enjoy that and be kind about that and not take it as an affront to ourselves uh, and just enjoy what we personally celebrate. Right, and if you go to visit their house, right. respect what they do. You know, there's value in all kinds of traditions. That's exactly and, right. Yeah, let's learn, learn, learn about other people the way the other people do things. That's and, nice. It is nice. That doesn't. It? That actually sounds a lot about what the holidays should be about. Uh, well, Marnie, thank you for joining us and giving us a little perspective on this whole thing. Yeah, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, we will see you around the uh, Facebook pages. Uh, please. <laughs> Please join the Facebook page. <laughs> and happy Hanukkah. It's so much fun. Happy, yeah. happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Diwali. Happy everything. Everything. <laughs> happy Starbucks Red Cups. Winter Solstice. <laughs> oh, There's so many things. So many things to be happy about. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye. bye. That was helpful. Does that help you at all or do you still feel like you're crushing your child's soul? <sighs> it's hard, man. Yeah, I, I definitely. I th- it's it's just one of those things. I'm I'm ambivalent about it. Like okay. I I really I think um I think a couple things have come out of this. Okay. Thing number one, I really appreciate your statement about this is not as big of a deal as we think it is. Okay, that didn't um, come out super. Rude. No, no, okay. no. It's a it's a good it's a good thought, and also. Thinking about other times of year, thinking about this is helpful. Because, okay. like, right now, it's like the pressure's yeah, it's, on. It's, it's like we're in everywhere, it. man. They're thinking about it every day. It's, it's too really, late to make the choice. Yeah, it's, like, really important. So, <laughs> right. like, yeah, I'm not going to feel this way even in a month from now. Yeah. But, um, but also the other thing is, like, you know, he's he's still young enough that, like, I think if I if Jesse and I talked about it and we did decide yeah. we wanted to go in a different direction or handle it a little bit differently, like, I do feel like there's time for us to kind of, like, go gently and yeah. carefully and, like, gradually reframe yeah. the way that we talk about it rather than, like, I need to, like plan this like dropping the bomb situation yeah, rip you know the what band-aid I mean? like, off yeah, as fast as possible gonna, yeah, yeah it doesn't have to be like that totally does not have to be like that um and that it might just also be totally fine if, even if i do nothing <laughs> and like just carry on you yeah, know i just like it's I'm, fun it is fun like that's that's why we do it I yeah mean, and it's a good barometer of though i do but i do respect what you're saying about feeling like you're lying to your kids because as much as I want to say it is fantasy, it is. I mean, you are saying, yes, Santa is real, yeah. right? Like, yeah. and sorry, Santa, I totally still believe in you. Um, <laughs> I really, really, really want to today stay at a hotel without my family. <laughs> um, please, Santa. But 
but I get it. I mean, like I, I totally, I totally understand. Thank you. That that feeling. Mm-hmm. I just am sort of a sociopath, so you know, don't have those feelings of harming my children in that way. Um, but you, I think the bottom line is, is you know your kids, you know your family. This is definitely one of those issues where if you're wrestling with it, it doesn't have to be all or nothing right away. Mm-hmm. And the real reminder is that this is a great way to talk about how people celebrate differently, uh, how we make things special in our own families, and how all the whole holiday season uh, and this time of year can really be about getting out and seeing how different people celebrate. And remember, it's not the whole world. It's about us and our families and our friends. It's the the smaller picture makes up the larger view. Mm. Anyway, that's it. Learning to read is the single most important skill that kids need to learn, yet so many of them struggle by the time they hit grade three. Now there's an app for that, Uka Island. It's designed to be as fun as any non-educational kids app out there, so that they'll love playing and not even realize they're learning to read. What's really great for parents is that it's all based on research and it really works. To try the first level, about an hour and a half of play, for free, go to ukaislandcom slash onebadmother. That's O-O-K-A-I-S-L-A-N-D dot com slash onebadmother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 9485. That's 206 350 9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God. That's fucking genius. So Oscar is two, and if. You know, we've been brushing his teeth every night since he was, like, whatever, six, eight months old, something like that. Good job. you can barely get in there, you know? He doesn't want to open his mouth. I realized the other day that we could make animal sounds together, and he thought that that was so fun. And now he's letting me brush his teeth. Like, I'm really getting in there, like, really getting his teeth clean while we go, like, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. And we go like, roar! And we make like every animal sound I can think of. And his favorite, it's really cute, is the snake, which is how I get his front teeth. So he goes, and opens his like oh smile. And I get in there and brush his front teeth really well. Um, so yeah, it's it's great. His, his teeth have never been cleaner. That's genius. Thank the you. snake one especially? Yeah, all of them. Wow. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. Uh, mine is totally unchild related. Okay. This is just one of those. I saw it at somebody's house and I was like, I'm going to do that. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm big into building fires. I really like having a fireplace. Uh-huh. I didn't have one as a kid. How the hell did Santa get into my house, guys? Uh, with no fireplace. Magic. Magic. <laughs> well, actually, my mother was like the front door, Elizabeth. Yeah. And I was like, oh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> he walks through walls. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we have a fireplace mm-hmm. in our house. And so the moment it drops to a certain level of chill, mm-hmm. I am burning fires. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, I was at a friend's house, and they were doing a fire, and they used one of the starter logs, mm-hmm. which I like to use, mm-hmm. and then I just dump a bunch of wood on top, mm-hmm. and then it never burns quite right. They had turned theirs into a teepee. They did the old Boy Scout thing where they mm-hmm. just fire log, and then the three logs in the shape of a pyramid, mm-hmm. and it burned beautifully So and wait, great. the fire log is on the bottom so the fire logs the on teepee, the bottom, and, and then, then the regular logs are real teepee. wood doing a teepee. Yeah, nice. just three. And then you can add to it, and it didn't fall right away. It stood up like that for like two hours before cool. I went and poked it so it fell down. I know it was just silly. This is not like in the grand scheme of things. But I saw it, and I was like, that's such a yeah. good idea. Yeah. And I decided to share it. And great. I did it last night, and it was great. great. I had a beautiful fire. Awesome. Thank you. Hi, One Bad Mother. I'm calling with a genius moment. Um, tonight, my friend had... Um, a little birthday celebration at her house that we planned for her, me and two other mom friends. So it was four moms and five kids. Um, and it had been her birthday this weekend. And she has had a rough couple of weeks with a sick kid and a husband who's traveling for work out of town. Um, and so we pretty much just descended on her house with Indian takeout and an ice cream cake. And we had an awesome time. And it was so much fun and so relaxing and nice that we decided we're going to make a little monthly supper club. So just wanted to share that genius moment. We're very pleased with ourselves. Um, thanks for your show. I love it so much. Bye. That's this is, great. I know. It's just a good reminder. Sometimes you have to force yourself in. Yeah. You, I mean, really, because it's very easy to get in that rut of like, I don't have time to see my friends. Yeah. You know, and then you're going to come over and, have to cook, and, have to and there's going to be dishes, and, the yeah. takeout, the whole yeah. nine yards. And it, the, the truth is once you do it, it is actually really fun. Yeah. So good job to team of moms. Yes. Good job. Failures. Fail me. You suck. I ruined oatmeal by adding raisins to it one time. So I thought, this will be nice. I'll add raisins today. Then they just picked the raisins out and ate the raisins and wouldn't eat the oatmeal. And now they won't eat oatmeal because (laughs) I bring it to them. And what is there anything in it? No. And now they're not eating it. Now they're just going to eat oatmeal. Yeah. Fuck. I know. You ruined it. I ruined it. You ruined it. By trying to do one nice thing. That is incredible. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Thanks. So I go to visit a friend of mine who, well, she's my new, she's one of my new mom friends from the school. She lives right next to the school. So uh, one day a week, uh, both of our kids are in an art class that goes until like four, a little after four. So it's a long day with Ellis. And mm-hmm. she's got two little ones. So I go to her house and we hang out. And I always get there awkwardly early, which is my first fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and She's driving in from the grocery store, and mm-hmm. she's got, you know, the baby strapped to her, and she's got the three-year-old. Well, not while driving. Not while driving. Thank you. As soon as she's Just out. Clarifying. As soon as she's out. All right. And the car full of groceries. And I've uh-huh. got Ellis, and I'm like, can I help you? And she's like, yeah. And I can see the groceries in the front seat. I'm like, great. So I open up the door where <gasps> apparently her jug of milk, her, like, two-gallon <gasps> thing of milk had been, like, out prop just comes rolling out and crashes to the <gasps> ground. She's got nothing out of her car except her children. And I have opened the door and I have busted her milk. I mean, I was just like, I felt, I was like, whole, I literally was just like this. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I, I, I'm seriously <laughs> trying Wait, was to. was it open? No, so like. It the was jug of milk a was brand new thing up. of milk, yeah. and it was just resting against the door yeah. so on the you, passenger side. So, so when I opened the door, it just fell out, fell out and shat like a plastic. It just it just busted. Broke. 
and milk, all her milk pouring wow. out. I know. And I was just like, do you know how hard it is to go to the store with two That's kids? That's so hard. It's and fucking... the milk is like the main thing that it's you need. It's the main thing. I was like, please go get you some more milk. She was like, no, I still actually have some in the house. And she was like totally cool about yeah. it. But I was like, I need Well, because to... it wasn't your fault, actually. It was well, just yeah, a but, bad, but you were still, actually trying to help. It just was nothing. I know. That's it was crazy. Like, so, so I just oh, went to the car because I'd been to the wine store earlier. Yeah. I just pulled out a bottle of wine and yeah. was like, well, here's this and a replacement of it. <laughs> That's amazing. And it was like it was wow. just—it was just like time stopping. Yeah, I felt yeah. like a dick. Oh, I'm so sorry <laughs> that happened. So yeah. <sighs> hey guys, I have a fail moment for you. Um, the other day, I was so happy because I had found uh, a toy to occupy my 11-month-old in the doorway of the bathroom while I could. For the first time in a long, long time, take a poop in peace. And <laughs> there I was doing my thing. And I looked up and Jonah had abandoned the toy and now was playing with that little spring door stopper thingy. And he managed to pull the bulb, the rubber bulb of it off, looked at me and then stuffed it in his mouth. Oh. So there I was, and I jumped up, underwear down, pants down, <laughs> ran, hobbled by my jeans, <laughs> completely butt naked, to grab that thing out of his mouth. So yeah, mom fail. It's, Thanks. It's not. It's not a confidence booster move. It's not no. one that where you feel like, even though you've just done something great yeah. for your child. Yeah. It's not one of those ones that you're like, I feel really good about myself. Yeah. There's not a lot of dignity. No. There. Yeah, yeah. It's not one where you feel like, God, I must be so close to getting back to my normal self. <laughs> and <laughs> well, mom, you suck at trying to have anything personal or private for yourself. Yep. And uh, this was definitely an example of the universe reminding you that you are currently in a very dark phase (laughs) of parenting. Oh, well. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem. Teresa, yes. Let, in the spirit of the holidays, <laughs> let's call a mom. Great. Shall we? Okay. This week, we are calling Candace Wall of the blog Our Misconception, which is about her and her husband's journey with infertility and adoption, a process that they have been generously open about. So much so, you may have even seen them on MTV's True Life, I'm Desperate to Have a Baby. Welcome, Candace. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. The first thing we always ask people uh, before we get really into the meat of why we had them here uh, is who lives in your house? Okay. Well, we have uh, one husband, uh, <laughs> one uh, one thorough baby, and then um, and then we have a fur baby. And then I, I must include my vat of wine that we have in our little collection because that is a very important piece of our household. <laughs> a member, a direct member of the family, a direct member of the family. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for somebody to be like, "There's three husbands," I know. and there's and I'm waiting for that family. Someone be like, "I bet, I bet that is a good time in that house." Yeah. Right. Um, well, well, <laughs> you know, it, 
in, in the world I live in, when it comes to infertility, it, it takes it takes many people to make a baby. So it's it's actually a legit question. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Um, all right, let's let's get into this. So you fall in love, you get yeah. married, you want a family, you both agree, everything's great. Uh, those are, I, I'm pretty sure, the three elements that you need to have a baby. And they work every time. So, boom, you guys had a baby, right? That's how that worked out for you? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> at least, at least <laughs> in my mind, that's how we we think that that's how it's all going to all play out. You right. know, I, th- I think we missed the white picket fence somewhere in oh, there. Oh, sorry. But, um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, you know, um, I, I think like most people, you think, okay, you know, um, I – we're going to get married, we're going to travel, we're going to enjoy each other's company, and then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll think about having a baby. Well, you know, for us, that that time became one year, then it came two years, and then seven years later, we're still scratching our heads and, and sitting on a mountain of debt thinking, wow, why is it that it's so easy for so many other people, yet we can't conceive. And um, and so it was, it was a very long, hard struggle. <laughs> yeah, you guys went through, do you mind sharing all the different uh, approaches that you guys took to to do this? To, to, I mean, yeah. I mean, because I, I well, want to say, I just want to say that for, you are right. It, it, to be on the infertility side and to be like, how come this is so easy for everybody else? There are, for for the group of out there that's like, oops, I got drunk and now <laughs> pulled around. And woo you know what I mean? I'm 17 and the most fertile person on the planet. There's there's not a lot of, we, we don't get a lot of information on all the different things I think that people who are dealing with this go through. And this is a really good chance for, and by... We, I mean me, this is a great chance for people to educate me on my <laughs> ignorance, my sure ignorance uh, with the different approaches. I mean, I can maybe name two, you know what I mean? And like, it's, so please, please let us know. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, <clears throat> I'll start with saying that it's actually one in eight couples suffer from the disease of infertility. And actually, it, it, and that's the same statistics of breast cancer, people who hmm. um, are um, affected with, the, with breast cancer. And so that's what's very shocking and staggering is one in eight people, you know somebody who is struggling to have, have a baby. So the problem is, is not so many people are willing to put their bedroom under the microscope right. and say, hey, guess what? You know, um, I have broken lady bits and <laughs> his, um, his swimmer swim backwards. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you know, yeah. or, you, or when you're at um, Christmas dinner with your family and they're asking the question, hey, your brothers and sisters have great, have given us grandkids. Where's ours? And, and you know, and you're like, well, let me tell you about my cervical mucus today. I might be fertile. <laughs> you, I think know. that would actually make for a really great holiday <laughs> conversation, to be honest. <laughs> right? Like, these are, this is the world we, we, we in the, in, in the, in the world of uh, infertility live in. So, um, to, to, to answer your question, I mean, we tried everything. We tried Barry White, some wine, tequila, um, that when we realized that didn't work, um, we then uh, went to uh, our OBGYN and then um, first got a consult and um, and we started with just typical just the typical fertility drugs. You know, they hand out clomid like M and M's at, at <laughs> OBGYN <laughs> clinics. But the the thing is, is 
what I wish I would have known beforehand was, you know, I should have probably seen a specialist earlier on. Mm. So, you know, we, we do a few medicated cycles and um, with timed intercourse. That didn't work. And then, uh, and then we did IUIs, which is interuterine insemination, the turkey baster, if you okay. will. Thank you. Yes. I, I, I basically uh, describe it as basically you give the boys a taxi cab to where it needs to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that also did not work. <laughs> uh, and we had six of those. So six IUIs later and, and some, some medical bills starting to build up, we were referred to um, our fertility clinic. And I was very fortunate enough to have to be at the clinic where the first um, uh, IVF baby was born in the U.S. Wow. So, yeah, I was so, so incredibly lucky. So I was under a great team, and, um, and they tried everything. I mean, my, my doctor would say, look, Candace, I, I want to get you pregnant more than any other guy here. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so um, we we went through an IVF, and then that failed. And and I tell anybody who has ever gone through IVF, the first one is really a doozer because you just sunk about twenty grand into mm. something that um, that did not work. And and to kind of drive off the lot without a car that you just purchased is is really a soul crushing. Really a <laughs> I mean, like, soul crushing. Yeah, but like, that sounds like. Uh, Oh, that that is horrible. I mean, that like I, it is. It surprised people aren't just punching people in the face. Well, maybe that's why people are running around punching people in the faces. <laughs> um, but like it's all right, all right. So so that and then yeah. How do then, you um, go ahead? Well, well, I sprinkle in a few surgeries and and then um, five VFs later, um, I was I was diagnosed with the beginning stages of uterine cancer. And um, my the good thing is is my RE and my infertility doctor and my OBGYN oncologist they work hand in hand with my treatment. Nice. So to so to really kind of rush this through, he said, "Hey, look, Candace, I'm going to give you one band aid approach. I really need you to get a biological child because it's actually going to help you in your current situation." Wow. And um, and that failed, and he said, "Okay, well, we got to talk hysterectomy." So prior, and that was the that was the IVF that was filmed on MTV was my last one, mm-hmm. and um, my um, I guess to to kind of fast forward with that, I had two embryos remaining and no longer a uterus to put it into because I had to have a hysterectomy. Wow! So they just put them in a jar and put them up on a shelf. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. You just, you, you, they they they're I mean, called frosty. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're frosty babies. Frosty, they, they get yeah. Frozen, yeah. They're little frosty babies. Wow. <laughs> All right. So you guys do that, and then I mean, can I real quick before we lead into the sort of I guess one of the final phases of of this process for you? Was there therapy involved for this? I mean, I, oh. I, I you gotta have like I mean, you're listing all these team members, but like this is really a hard process to go through. For anybody, you know, I, it's, I, it's 
Yeah, the, the emotional impact, yeah. the infer- especially right now. So there's there's probably some viewers of yours who are mothers and who are probably going through secondary infertility is what's called. Um, and the holidays are difficult yeah. because there's comments, there's there's babies. It's so family centric, and and for people who just want nothing more than to have a family, and they're going through failed IVF, failed treatment. They're they're having miscarriages. They're they're injecting themselves with medications that are five thousand dollars a pop each time. And and can't afford even Christmas parent presents for their families. You know, it's yeah. the, the emotional impact is awful. But yes, well, there was a lot of therapy that we went through. We were very open about it. We we knew that this was some. This is a bear. This was just a burden that we couldn't bear alone yeah. as a couple. So we yeah we had we had a wonderful um, counselor. We still go to her, and um, I don't even know what we talk about now. But <laughs> <laughs> we don't. It's kind of boring now. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but but yes, uh, you have to you have to you have to treat yourself not only emotionally but you have to be kind to yourself you know physically as well when you're going through this because it's physically emotionally and financially devastating on 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 a couple. Well, I, okay. So was there ever a moment we were just like fuck this. Like, what are we supposed yeah. to, I mean, I, I would have to imagine so, but like, so what you get through this whole thing, the hysterectomy, you've got two frozen embryos. I mean, like, where are you guys at this point in time? Well, you, you know, it, you have two choices. Either you lay down there and get the shit kicked out of you, you know, or <laughs> you just stand up and, and you move forward. When life hands you something that is just so God awful, you, you have a choice. You have two roads that you can walk down, you know, and, and you just have to you have to just get up and, 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 and decide, okay, is I'm going to let this beat me or am I going to do something with it? And so... Being as stubborn as I am, I say, I'm not going to take no for an answer. I'm going to, I'm, I will be a mother. It just might not be the, how I envisioned it. So what did you guys do? How did you become a mother finally? Well, I was close to prostitution when it came to, <laughs> <laughs> to like fundraising. <laughs> no, I, I kid, I really kid. But really, um, we, we fundraised, we, you know, because at that point we, we were probably about $60,000 out of pocket wow. just by trying to buy my surgeries and, and all the all the added expenses that go into a therapy, if you want to throw yeah. that in that bucket. So what we did was we, we fundraised, and we were starting through an adoption pro- process. And um, Facebook is a wonderful thing when it comes to that. Um, and uh, so we announced on Facebook, hey, we are adopting. Can somebody help us? And yeah. one of my friend's little sisters came to me and said, hey, I was a gestational carrier before. If you're interested, I will carry for you. What? That yeah. is so incredible. It is. It is. So remember, I had two Frosties, frozen yeah. embryos, and nowhere to put them. I had no, no uterus to put them in, but we had biological children that were just waiting for us. And we, you know, morally, they were their life. So we didn't know what to do. We were going to adopt them out because you can do embryo adoption. But we, it just all made sense. And um, so we, we went into this and, uh, and said, okay, we're, we're going to do surrogacy, I guess. And again, you know, this is a, surrogacy is a whole new world. Because yeah. you know, only 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 rich and famous or, or trust fund baby or trust fund kids can afford this. That's yeah. not really the case. We fundraised and and we prayed and and we did everything and um, and we made it happen. And and she was born, and now I have an eighteen month old, uh, crazy wild <laughs> little girl. Um, 
<laughs> that we call Jelly Bean. <laughs> but uh, that's her nick. That's her nickname. <laughs> it's it's really remarkable to me how uh, positive you guys have stayed and the level of, or at least publicly positive. I mean, I don't know, maybe like. You guys, like, every Wednesday just go and beat the shit out of a wall somewhere and are just like, F you, universe, or whatever, and then and then you get back into it. But you, it's really impressive uh, to, to see how positive you guys have remained. And for me, I think that's one of the bigger takeaways uh, when, uh, from how public you guys have been about this process. Uh, because while I, infertility is not something that, I have experience with uh, difficult situations or something I've had experience with, and we all do. And uh, to see your attitude is so positive and is such a good reminder of, of ways to approach life. And I, But I do want to know a little bit, and I think you touched on it some already, but what made you guys decide to go as public as you went with this? I mean, this was really a journey you shared with everybody. The, yes. Anybody who turned on the TV, what what made you guys decide to do that? Well, it, it is it's it's two pronged really. Um, the first piece is Ms. my husband and I. We didn't talk about it for three years. We actually were embarrassed. We felt ashamed. We felt like our bodies had failed us, and we you know we dare not talk about the fact that we can't conceive. You know who, who you know why would you talk about that with other people? And finally, I I looked at my husband. I said, you know what? there have got to be other couples who are feeling the way that we feel right now. And this sucks. And so, but I was like, but there's a lot of funny moments in between this. So let's take our humor and let's take us and, and see if we can help other people by sharing our story because it's, we're not alone in this. I know yeah. this. And, and, and that happened. And then there's this thing called the obligation of the cured. And that's why we do it now. So even though I've resolved, quote unquote, my infertility, I will always be infertile. I can't get pregnant. There will be no oops. There'll be yeah. no broken condom. It, it, it is. It will take a billion doctors or a lot of adoption agencies and red tape for me to um, have a second child. Right. And so the obligation of the cured is this, is since I have resolved my infertility, it is my obligation to help other people. It is my obligation to advocate for law reform so that other couples can have a family. It's my obligation to provide hope for other people. It is my obligation to share this story so that other people can learn, not only from my mistakes, but know that, hey, you know what, this, this woman faced the impossible and, 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 and she got on the other side. Well, that is incredibly generous of you. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it really is. And I think it is particularly impactful, you know, just... I, Teresa and I almost every week just talk about how frustrating the world can feel sometimes. And it is so nice to uh, be reminded of, of that obligation and that, and that, you know, it is about just taking that challenge on for yourself to really yeah. be positive and help others. And so that, that, is, that is really nice. So I, mean, like, I, don't wanna, I feel like a jerk even saying that it's nice. It's like really nice. Um, it is a really important topic and it is a really important issue that people are dealing with. And uh, I congratulations on your beautiful daughter. That is just great. And uh, for, you know, sharing this process with all of us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
we will link everybody up to your blog. It really is a great blog, guys. And the videos, again, are really amazing and overwhelming uh, to watch as you sort of hear their experiences. And have a very happy holidays. And thank you so much. Absolutely. Same to you both. <laughs> okay. okay. Bye-bye. Bye. You make me sing <laughs> right? Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I really dug the whole obligation of the cured thing. Yeah. That was very impactful to me. Yeah. <laughs> really liked that. And I liked the two choices thing, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm a big believer in the, you know, piss or get off the pot kind of thing. <laughs> she said it a little nicer. Yeah. Um, but, like, it really is an, an incredible process and journey and to keep going Mm -hmm. and to stay as positive as they were able to work on together to Mm -hmm. do is is really a a feat unto itself and i they are it is totally uh, inspiring to me yeah me too you know what also is inspiring to me what (laughs) hearing a mom have a total breakdown oh me too (laughs) oh thank god for moms having breakdowns this is a brand and Positive lifestyle. I wanted to have some tiny amount of time with my husband that did not involve our four children. And so, in the midst of my crazy schedule today, I decided to go drive 20 minutes to work to have lunch with him. And instead of this being magical, we had to speak in whispers because my 18 month old was in the back the whole time. And we did have modicum of conversation, but the result of it was that the rest of my day was incredibly crowded. I went running from one thing to the next, picking up kids here and there, and I was supposed to make dinner for this other friend who had had a baby, and also go to a Christmas party tonight, and bring a white elephant gift, and something else to share, and so I have been running around like a chicken with my head cut off for the last three and a half hours, and I got in the car, having made the food, going to make it the party on time, I even have makeup on, and I backed the one car into the other car and crunched them both. Mostly just scratches, but I just feel like it's cosmic punishment or something. I just wanted a minute talk to my husband when I'm not exhausted or covered with children. And this is the result. Oh, yeah. the universe did not like you very much not at that a good moment. Day. That was yeah. not a good day. Yeah. That is rant worthy. Yeah. You know what it is? I'd like everybody to go back and recall the time that, you know, Ellis was, what, nine, ten months old? And mm-hmm. I went to go pick up Katie Bell and I just drove out of our driveway and ripped the bumper right out of the back of my car. I mean, do you guys remember that? I was just like, going to get the kids. Oh, I'm already, it's like oh, Katie yeah. Bell's like first day of like kindergarten or whatever. Like yeah. It was like her first week. And I was like, oh, we got to go. I don't ever want to be late to pick her up. Yeah. And I just like hooked the the gate latch yeah. in the back of the car and was like, hey, I'm caught on something and pull forward and just rip it. 
So like that is a your brain, the stress, the yeah. pressure. You have four children. I am surprised yeah. you were not driving into houses and people and like <laughs> cars all the time. That should just be like a given, you know, like with the fourth kid, <laughs> right? <laughs> but kudos to you for wanting to try and spend time with your husband. Yeah, that's nice. Like, that's so nice. Yeah. I have like two and I'm just like, good luck. <laughs> They're like, Mama, Mama needs to watch a story on TV. <laughs> I can't have noise around me, even including talking. <laughs> you are doing a really good job. Yeah, you are. I mean, you took on a lot. Yeah, you'll get through this. You are going to get th- We are all going to get through this thing they call the holidays. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk about getting through the holidays and what we learned today. Yeah. All right. This is my takeaway on the Santa discussion, okay? You can do Santa and you cannot do Santa. You cannot do Santa for any number of reasons. Let's don't be selfish and let's just make it all about Christians not wanting to do Santa Claus, right? Like, there are a lot of reasons why people don't do Santa. And they are all viable and they are all, like, totally fine, right? Let's just remember that if you are choosing to not do the Santa for whatever reason, to use it as a good example of encouraging yourself and your children to learn about how lots of people celebrate the holidays and to be respectful of those different ways to celebrate. And if you do choose to do Santa, it is that that same responsibility is on us as well to be respectful of people who choose not to do it. No one's not doing Santa at you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm not doing Santa and I'm going to slash your tires. Like, <laughs> that's it's not the goal. It's very easy for us to get wrapped up in whatever that choice is and to feel like if everybody's not doing, it's like sleep training. It's like uh, bottle feeding. If they're not doing it exactly like you're doing it, it's some reflection on you making a bad decision. And that is not the case of all things about Santa Claus. Nice man, that Santa Claus. (laughs) Not a weapon of, you know, emotional destruction. That's not (laughs) what that has to be. Um, And I think... Teresa and I were sort of talking about, like, as we have discussed this today, how much we feel this is sort of playing in on something kind of icky and weird about the holidays. Teresa, you were saying something very specific about the holidays and how odd it is. Yeah. I mean, I think we were talking a little bit about when there is intolerance and it's really vocal intolerance of other people and the differences between the way people are and Mm -hmm. the way people believe and the way people celebrate. It's just so ironic that 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 intolerance becomes um, sometimes stronger and more vocal around the holidays because the holidays, I mean, it's supposed to be the opposite of that. It's not a time (laughs) for hate. It is a time for love. Right. No matter what you are celebrating, no one is sitting around the fuck you fire roasting fuck yous for the, the world. Everybody is, in fact, whatever you celebrate, even if you don't do anything, you're probably still yeah. not out kicking people in the shins. No. This is a time to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I 
Jack, Santa, Jesus, whoever, they all pretty much had the same message. Be nice. And we're watching you when you're asleep. (laughs) Uh, So uh, in that vein, Teresa and I have decided that we are going to come up with our own special day. Yeah. We have decided we are declaring Monday the 21st, Step Back Monday. Maybe Step Back Tuesday another year. But we're for this year, we're calling it Step Back Day. Okay? And the goal of this day is that whatever it is about the holidays that is, 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 is like feeding in to a little bit of rage for you, mm-hmm. whatever it is, gift pressure, Santa pressure, uh, relative pressure. Uh, rage at a family member for some reason. Yeah, resentment. Resentment, not getting what you want for Christmas, like whatever it is, whatever little Tommy coming home and telling your kid that Santa's not real, like whatever it is, whatever is making the holiday rage bubble up, we're going to step back. We are step back, guys. Step back, guys. And we're doing this a week before. This big American holiday of Christmas. Now, people do Christmas everywhere, but I don't know. It, the pressure is on mm-hmm. in America in particular about this holiday. We're going to step back and use the 21st as the kickoff day to just take some breaths and try and decide why it's making us crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and decide and maybe decide, does it have to make me this crazy? Is this the way I want to feel right now? Yeah. Is this the way I want to feel yeah. right now? You know, I, I, it, it is, it goes down to the simple gesture of just smiling at people. Are you at a stoplight and somebody's crossing the street? Smile at them. Mm. Then they know you're not a hateful, <laughs> hateful person who's like, fuck you, get out of the way. I just want to drive, right? Like, if you're at a red light next to somebody, smile at them. If you're at the grocery store, smile at them. Smiling is like the gateway mm-hmm. to letting people know you're not a dick. Yep. <laughs> so, so this step back day, we're going to smile at people. We're going to remember that this is a time about kindness, niceness, and celebrating all the different awesome ways to celebrate. Fucking love it. I love it, too. I love it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited about Step Back Day. I don't know how this is going to play out. Me neither. I don't know what's going to happen. We just came up with this, you guys. We really need this. We really, really need Step Back Day so much. My heart needs it. Like, I, like, ugh, the poison, the poison of the hate that is, that it like makes news right now. It's like, ugh, making me crazy. It's making me crazy, guys. So. We're going to step back. Mm-hmm. We're going to smile. Mm-hmm. We don't even have to say happy anything specific. Mm-mm. We can just say hello. Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? So uh, everybody hang in there. Yeah. You guys are doing such a good job. Such a good job, you guys. <laughs> this is this it. Is it. <laughs> this is it. We are in countdown to the apocalypse of the holidays. Yeah. And we will have a new show on Christmas. Yeah. And we will still be doing Hiding in the Bathroom oh, yeah. uh, throughout Christmas and New Year's and all that. That's so, right, because you got to step by. back sometimes into the bathroom. You do. Step back into the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody come up with a great way to celebrate Step Back Day. We look forward to your ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, you really are doing a good job. 90% of the stuff that makes us crazy, we just have to remember it's about our own personal decisions for our own family. And, 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 and it really isn't about other people. 
it, it's really about us. So you're doing great. Teresa, Yeah, you are doing a really good job. Thank you. So are you, Biz. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, fussing by, not throw down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, fussing by, not throw down mama blue. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.